Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a feel-good football Super Bowl Friday. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci. It is A5 Anthony behind the glass here at Chop Studios. We hope you guys are doing well out there. We hope you guys are ready. I know you've weathered the two-week storm that is the lead-up to this game. I know that, you know, I've run out of patience. I don't we, know about they've you. They've weathered it. We've weathered it. We've yeah, all we've, weathered we've it. done it. We had to deal we with, like, some Fox Pro Bowl in between. But here we are, the final football Friday of the season. It's been a long road to get to this point. Yeah. A lot of ups I, and downs. Mostly ups when it comes to the mojo market for me, at least. I know we did well. As far as my bankrolls are concerned, um, I'm, I'm very I'm excited fine. for the NBA season, and I'm more excited to just talk about this Super Bowl one final time on the preview terms and get through this, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's, it's been purgatory. There's for a, a lot to get into. Before we get into the Super Bowl, obviously, last night, the NFL had their honors. Um, uh, ceremony and and program over there on the NFL Network. Uh, a lot of fun, entertaining. Kelly Clarkson killed it. Uh, Are big, you being serious right now? I think she was great. I, oh. I think she was really funny. What? I mean, she wore. First of all, she's big, right, big, so, big Cowboys so fan. So there's another thing that I'm going to say here. You have no, you have no right, no business to watch that in its entirety. You're supposed to just watch it the way everyone watches it, and it's on Instagram. And That's not true. Twitter. That's not true. See, the, I, see, I, I. Th- when I was a big movie guy, like way back when, I would watch the Academy Awards because I would actually, but that was when I was like way back. And then it's become like stupid and political and all that crap. Yeah, but like, but I'm like, I'm looking at last night was great. Last night was great. Like Kelly Clarkson, did you see any of it? But, or are you going to judge it just based off Kelly Clarkson? No, I'm, I'm judging it based on the fact that all I, all I needed to see was the Bleacher Report sends you an update. Um, Brian Dayball wins Coach of the Year. I saw it. Put it away. And then I You're see anything that you need to see is good on Ghetto Gronk because they're going to give me all the good funny G- stuff. Ghetto right? Gronk is going to make fun of everything. Well, that's... that's I'm here to make fun of that dress. That dress was amazing. <laughs> she it's took awful. all the Cowboys jerseys awful. and put them on a dress. She looked like a guard. <laughs> she did look very... <laughs> interior that thing was... <laughs> she could right? definitely... You think yeah. she could pull uh, sure on the right side? You sure that wasn't Zach Martin? Yeah, like she had Zach Martin right front and center, actually. Right. Um, so, anyway... Kelly Clarkson had a bunch of spoofs with, uh, I think it was, um, Kirk Cousins was there. All right, I doing his thing. thing. I did see this. George Kittle. I didn't see that, but singing. I saw the Kirk Cousins and and uh, Kelly Clark. Was that her name? Kelly? Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Come Clarkson on. thing, right? Show some respect. Um, and what I saw when they panned back, the people that were there yeah. were not watching. There was literally, there was like somebody like getting their coat. It was not. Micah tweeted. Like Micah tweeted the, mid, mid, uh. <laughs> So is, was he saying this is awful? Uh, no, he actually, um, he, you know what's funny? Micah tweeted, like, something completely different. So he was, like, lost in the Twitter. Like, he was, he tweeted something completely different. So he wasn't paying attention? I don't think he was, he was paying was attention. There, so. Well, no, he was there. He was, uh, he no, was, he was there. First of all, he was snuffed out of Defensive Player of the Year. He wasn't. I mean, he was. You know who might have been snuffed? The problem is, you know what the craziest part is? Bro, he didn't even receive one, one first place vote. Not one. You know who was Not snuffed? one writer thought you know that guy was, was a defensive player of the year. He's playing Sunday. That's the guy that was snuffed. And it wasn't on the the defensive player of the year because, honestly, I feel like that award gets decided by, like, the fans more so than the writers. No, it's the AP. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, when Aaron Donald wins every year and things it's the like AP that, that I understand, but it's like, without getting too deep into that, I think Hassan Reddick was the big snub out of everything. I mean, yeah, he had a great year, but, like, you weren't talking about Hassan Reddick all year long. You weren't. 
But you weren't you weren't talking about Hassan Reddick going into the season, and I think that's where it comes from. We we've talked about this. Bosa, Ohio State, Micah, Penn State. When they came into the league, there was hype surrounding them. So there's already the the fans clamoring. There's a lot of Cowboys fans, you know, screaming Micah's name from the mountaintops. But Hassan Reddick had a better season. He he Reddick really did from. Temple. Temple. And that's <laughs> so, why he doesn't get the burn. Yeah, well, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, defensive player of the year obviously goes to Bosa. Offensive player of the year goes to Jay Jetta. Justin Jefferson wins that. Patrick Mahomes wins his second MVP in six years. So he's on a trajectory to just keep winning it and winning it and winning it. And that dude, there was a, you know, he obviously he did his speech via satellite because he's getting prepped for this Sunday. Uh, but the coach of the year thing was very, to me, was refreshing. I don't obviously I don't like the Giants, but Brian Dayball did turn that team around relatively quick for them for that to be the reason why he and I believe Doug Peterson were neck and neck when it was like Kyle Shanahan was a finalist in the three. I'm like, bro, I, I yeah. understand you did it with I, with I, your, your fourth string quarterback I would, or whatever. I would put but Sirianni in there over him, but that is pretty impressive. All considering, yeah, but look at the team around. I understand, him. but still, man, the quarterback. He managed, and it really, like, I could sit here and say Brock Purdy is the man, but if you put Brock Purdy on the Texans, they're still picking one this year, so he's not really the man. And I really do think that the reason, other than the defense, but being able to put any quarterback, plug and play. Could you plug and play specific, other specific quarterbacks with the Niners? Are you, I thought you were asking if I could have played. No, no, you could have played. <laughs> uh, um, maybe once upon a time. I, I believe so, yeah. So, like, I don't know, Davis Mills from the Texans, you put him on the on the. They would have been a they would have been a solid team down the stretch for Davis Mills. I believe that. Okay, and I think that's Shanahan's doing. Brock Purdy was a finalist uh, in Rookie of the Year. Um, that went to why I can't I think about that off the top of my head. I know Hutchinson was in the rankings for Defensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, so, they, so, yeah, so the Jets cleaned up. I'm sorry, yeah. the Jets cleaned up. Uh, Garrett Wilson won Offensive Play uh, Rookie of the Year, and then Sauce Gardner won uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. So congratulations to those guys. The highlight of my night, obviously, Geno, Geno Smith. Uh, that was, dude. That was very, very Did not awesome. Expect it? Not expected at all. I, I fully expected them to give this to Barkley. I, th- I, I honestly thought CMC thought, or Barkley. Well, I thought CMC was again a product of this massive unit where he's going to have a great year, and he did. Yeah, but, like, Barkley did it with a lot less around him. CMC was also pretty much the RB1 in fantasy circles before the trade. Has he moved back into your good graces as far as fantasy is concerned? No. You're still staying away from CMC? Are you out of your mind right now? I'm, like, I'm committed on this one, bro. I'm not all of a sudden. I'm not going to be like, here's – I made my decision a couple seasons ago, and I will much rather be on the outside looking in, not drafting him, because the guy that I draft instead might still work out, right? Mm. I do not ever want to be in the position to say, damn it. I said <laughs> I'd never draft this guy again, and here I am. So you draft his handcuff two, in, like, round 13. I'll have him anyway, probably. <laughs> so, and, and knowing he's going to start yeah. at some point or another. Um, Hedging my bets. The real highlight of my night was that the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award went to my guy, Dak Prescott. So congratulations to that uh, award. It's such a great speech, a great story. That was the real highlight of the night? For me, it was, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, all my Cowboys. Actually, another highlight is the Hall of Fame class. So there's a couple guys that got in where I was just like, you know, who, like who, who that you were? Yeah, really. Rondé Barber. Look at his resume. Yeah, but Rondé Barber, he's a first first ballot, like Bro. first time to go, and he's on and he's in. Um, you know how hard it is to play double digit seasons as a starter on a very good defense in the NFL. He's. I the, was told once upon Rondé a time Barber, that outside of quarterback, 
cornerback is the hardest position to play. I agree. In in the in I the mean, game when of football. I mean, when it comes to when it comes to processing things and thinking, I, I would say that you could make the case that inside linebacker is a little more difficult in terms of dissecting things in real time. But when it comes to being on an island yourself, if if you're on TV and you're a corner, the chances are you're getting beat. Usually, you don't see a co- a good corner. But look, this is what Rondé Barber was. Think about that that Monty Kiffin cover two Tampa that Tampa two defense. He was such an important piece of that. Yeah, defense. he was like in the inception of that. Um, I think Rondé Barber deserves it. I do. All um, right, first rounding ballot, out. Maybe a little bit of a reach, but the fact that we're even talking about first ballot for Rondé Barber in 2023, like how long did the guy play at a high level? I I, I gave it to him. Uh, Don Coryell, head coach of the Cardinals and the Chargers, long got overdue. in there. Chuck Howley. Dallas Cowboys, first guy to ever win MVP of a Super Bowl and lose wow, the game. Eric Coryell wasn't in the Hall of Fame. That's, in my opinion, you could make the case that he's the greatest offensive mind in the history of the NFL. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. Like, the West Coast offense is largely incepted off of his, like, uh, Walsh, mm. 49er deal. That's Eric Coryell. It's all, the West Coast offense stems from that. Everybody uses it now. So. One of the members of the New York Sack Exchange, Joe Klecko, gets in, so that's that's awesome. Uh, you're speaking about being on an island? Well, Darrell Revis, he deserves to get in there. Uh, first ballot, easy. That's a layup to me. I think Darrell Revis was probably the last shutdown corner we've talked about where you couldn't throw to his side. Now we're talking about specific guys now. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody out there like that now. I know there's guys you avoid. Maybe a guy on the Jets. You avoid Sauce Gardner now. You avoid Trayvon Diggs. You there's avoid some, uh, some, Jair Alexander. Yeah, there's some really you avoid good these guys sometimes. Jalen Ramsey. Ramsey. Well, gets beat a lot, but. Ramsey is on his way down, I think. Ken Riley, cornerback of the Bengals. Joe Thomas, left tackle, gets in. Uh, so that's awesome for him. Zach Thomas, to see that dude. He still looks like he could suit up today and go out there and play middle linebacker. I love Zach Thomas. He was a cowboy for a little while. And, again, Jimmy Johnson was the one to kind of introduce him because he coached him at both uh, the never, Dolphins and the and, – I was uh, never a well, big not, Zach not Thomas fan. What? I always knew he was a good player, but I don't know. I think there was a couple people in my life at the time like that I just hated the Dolphins, and he was a reason – he was one of the players that I just chose to not like. <laughs> so and, of course, I, rounding I out – this with me. You have to always – when you're on the field of football, you have to beware of D-Ware. DeMarcus Ware gets in uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Snub job again? Darren Woodson still on the outside. Do you think Darren Woodson's a Hall of Famer? No. Wow. That's I just, just think he's annoying on oof. TV. All right. Well, I mean, look, uh, personality aside, you know, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Look, he's – I don't know. I got to look. I got to look. Comparatively to other players from his era. Like, I think the- Darren Woodson was a better player than Rondé Barber. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't think that. No? Mm-mm. Interesting. Uh, I think anyway. you could make the case, but, bro, Rondé Barber played, like, double the amount of years at a high level. Like, he played a Woodson long time. Woodson was there for a long time. The, the problem is Woodson was on a lot of bad teams. Yeah. A lot of bad teams. And that's... Those early 2000s Cowboys was rough. Yeah, and that I think that factors in. You know, Rondé Barber was uh, that was some good defensive players on that team too. They were winning Super Bowls. You yeah. know what I mean? Rondé Barber is a very successful dude. Uh, I like Rondé a lot more than Tiki. That's for sure. <laughs> that's that's and now Tiki's making his career over here in New York uh, on the radio. So and he's doing well over there. They got a good show. Um, all right, let's mm. do it. It's the, no Tiki and Charity. You know, not a fan. Uh, let's do it. It is time to finally break it all down. It is Super Bowl 57 headed your way this Sunday. Very excited. Um, we're finally here. It's time to preview and pick this game officially. I know we've been talking about it. What? I'm so excited. Okay. Jesse Spano or no? 
Uh, you don't even know what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking I about. I hope all you people out there saved are by the, the Saved by the Bell Jesse Spano episode uh, goes down as a legendary thing. All right, so we got the Chiefs and we got the Eagles. And, of course, both of these teams, their journeys to get here were it, it's a little different both ways because you're looking at the Chiefs throughout the course of the year and there was times they were just beating the brakes off teams as they should, but then they tripped up against like the Colts and you're like, Whoa, wait, wait, hold on. Like, is this the chiefs? Or are we, you know, worried here? And then they would kind of struggle down the stretch against a Denver and against uh, the Texans. And like, you know what I mean? So you're kind of like, okay, these guys are, are not machines. They're men, right? So you're looking at Patrick Mahomes. Again, we just talked about it. He wins an MVP again, his second in six years. Um, on the surface, the team is talented on the offensive side of the ball. They're getting a return of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I don't know what kind of role he's going to play, but they've had a decent running attack the entire year. When you look at this team as a whole, um, they rushed for just over 110, or actually 115 to be exact, yards per game on the ground. So nothing too extravagant uh, on the ground, but it's their air assault. Over 300 yards a game with Patrick Mahomes and company. The only issue I would say throughout the course of the year, Chris, is the fact that they just never found that true, true number one. He did have to spread the ball around, and the true, true number one receiver was Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what I look at when I, I look at the Chiefs. I think that almost plays into their favor for the Chiefs because it's hard for the Eagles to you know, zero in on one specific player and not name Travis Kelsey. And being the tight end, it's very easy to disguise him in packages, make it look like you're going to run, even though they – I mean, the Chiefs have been running the ball well, just not all that lately, often. Lately, Not yeah. often, right. but well. Right. right. So you could disguise things that way and keep him in for a split second and chip. And it's like the hardest thing to do is keep your eyes on a tight end two or three seconds into a play that kind of develops slowly, but it's still a quick hitting play. The Chiefs are masters at that. So that's where I think that their benefit, the fact that they don't have a true one receiver where you don't get to play them traditionally like most defenses would play a traditional offense. I, uh, a stat to keep your eye on is their red zone scoring percentage, I want to say, because it's very good. Um, every time the Chiefs get into the red zone, they are scoring 70.5% of the time. So every time they're in the green zone, as Tom Coughlin used to call it, the 20 or, or less, they're coming away with points. In the Super Bowl, you have to come away with points every time you're down there. You can't turn the ball over. I don't expect Patrick Mahomes to turn the ball over in the red zone. Again, it shows in the stats, 70% percentage. Um in the red zone. So, again, it's just one of those things where it's like you can't deny that at all. Looking at some of these stats, I'm pulling it up from, from the Twitterverse, and Field Yates puts out a thing. Um, the Chiefs are 16-3 and three overall this year, right? 546 points scored. Six All-Pros, including a Kelsey brother and their quarterback. So, they each have an All-Pro Kelsey, and their quarterback is All-Pro. And they're each the number one seed. Both teams... Exact points, exact record, six all pros. Like Same there's so many points? parallels. Five forty six each on the dot. On the dot. Wow. Wow. That right? is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> the Eagles and the Chiefs are one and two in sacks, the most sacks combined by two teams playing in the Super Bowl in league history. There's a lot of parallels here. These teams are fairly evenly matched, but I just looking at it like the Eagles have been the cream of the crop all year. Um, I was kind of reading stats, so I don't know if you entered this with a question hmm. and i'm not there right no now. i was just talking about the chiefs and their full and, disclosure yeah I, I, I was talking about the chiefs on their way to get here and flip side of the coin the philadelphia eagles obviously handled what they had to handle throughout the course of the year they only lost two games one to dallas on uh, christmas eve under gardner Minshew was quarterback jalen hurst didn't play and they tripped up against one of our new favorite players in the league taylor heineke yeah. um, and the washington commanders um so again 
Not a lot of flaws, not a lot of scars on this team this year. Battle-tested, I don't know. I mean, there was a couple times where they did get behind, but they came right back, and they just scored in bunches, and the Eagles' offense was clicking from day one. And you kind of looked at this team every week, and I said this every week around week four. Well, they can't go 5-0. and well, they can't go six and zero. Well, they can't really go seven and zero. You know were, what I mean? Like, and, and they, they just kept. Teams. They were they were destroying teams, and I think it translated into the playoffs. Again, we talked about it all week about how their their road to get here wasn't as uh, lucrative or wasn't, wasn't as, as uh, sexy as the Chiefs. But you have to look at this team as a whole, and you've been saying it. They've been doing it all year yeah. as on a consistent and, basis. And there's something to be said for that. It's like they haven't really been tested. Okay, I mean. When you're going into a game against the 49ers, trust me, you're preparing to do battle, right? Right. They they knocked them in the mouth early and took them out of the game immediately. So it's like, yeah, who's battle tested? Who's bat? They haven't been they haven't been tested in, those, in these big games by any teams. Right? I'm looking at this defense of the Eagles. It. I mean, Anthony does our stats, and he gets it from the same source every time. So it's not like he he edited them. Is it is it fair or is it accurate to say that the the Eagles defense? Just gave up 215 yards a game total. I mean, it, this is looking at 116 on the through the air. 116. No. That can't be right. That can't be right. So this is wrong. Okay, because I'm looking at. I'm like, this is definitely. They, there's a stat mess up here because I know that the Eagles' defense has been good. Don't get me wrong. And uh, you were saying it historically good up front, where they just just destroyed offensive lines. Yeah, there's no way. Yeah, 78 sacks this year or something like oh that. Oh my god, it was it was record setting and, and those they're, guys and they're like 15 sacks higher than the second best team in football this year by a yeah. lot. It's it's just uh like I said, I I, I think that this game as a whole the storylines right itself um, once upon a time, Sirianni coached under Andy Reid. I don't know if there was a, a move out, shift out move, or Reid kind of cleaned house no matter who was there, brought in his guys. Sirianni was on that squad. Goodbye. So, Sirianni, did you feel slighted? He actually said he did. He's like, yeah, it's a chip on my shoulder. It's on there. You know, I want to, you know, that's one of those things that you'll never forget. Like, you had a job, and all of a sudden, you lost a job because of a new regime. That's going to burn somebody. That would burn me. Uh, Andy Reid, again, obviously coaching against the team that he took to the Super Bowl. It makes me, but never it, got over it, it that It takes home. me on the Sirianni train. Like, I'm I'm behind Sirianni. I've, I've said it for even going into last season after his debacle of an opening press conference. I said, yeah, you know, maybe that's not his forte. Let's see how he coaches football games. And I think he's done a good job of that. But I don't think he should have gone public and said that he was feeling some type of way about not being held on to a staff that was all let go, you know? Um, do you think there's any, uh, like how much of, I mean, just based off the headlines and the reading, Patrick Mahomes has gone on record, says his ankle was way ahead of where it was obviously a week ago, two weeks ago. Do you think that that's any bit of a factor? Do you think there's going to be any bit of him? And now remember, I've said this publicly and I think it's kind of funny that when he struggled, he looked like he was a little bit more pain, but when he was succeeding, he was skipping around like nothing was I wrong. Know, I watched him so, throw across his body on this one play. And it was a completion, and it worked out. It was a third and long, and he r rolled left and had to, like, contort his body and throw off his back foot, and he was in pain. And it was a really nice play. And that was two weeks and ago. It was, but here's the thing. High ankle sprains, they you could go two weeks, and you'd be like, wow, it's really getting better. And then the minute you test it, back to norm, back to a square one. You got to give it time. And he doesn't have the luxury of time in this situation, but we've seen that he's able to manage the pain. They're going to obviously shoot him up. They're going to tape him up. And he's going to be as good to go as you could humanly, as, as you could possibly be come Sunday. Is it going to be enough with that all-time pass rush? We're going to find out. I don't think it's going to be. I truly don't. 
I think the battle-tested thing is a little overrated. I think when you put yourself in a spot to beat up on teams all year long, and you don't really need to get battle-tested because, you know, what would be considered a battle, you're just too good for everybody, and mm-hmm. that's the case that it was this postseason. Could we, could we point to a team in the NFC realistically right now, knowing what we know about how everything shook out? Who would have battled? Who would have tested them better? The Cowboys, maybe, because a division game, maybe. You know, you yeah. can make that case, but ultimately, we we kind of agree. And I don't want to put you in this spot, but we kind of agree that that probably would have went to the Eagles anyway. If it was it in Philadelphia, yeah, yeah, and it could have gotten sure. ugly at the, at the end still. You know, because of the way Dallas has played this year in spots and desperation coming into that play, into that situation. So they could have beat up on anybody. The NFC, they're clearly the cream of the crop, and realistically, when we're looking back at it. The Chiefs, everybody expected them to be something because that's just who they've been in the last five years. But from week one on, when the Eagles put it on, whoever they played in week one, they scored like 40 points right out of the gate, and it was like, well, this is a good football team. And they delivered week in, week out. They've lost one game this year, and it was within the division to our boy Taylor Heineke, one game with Jalen Hurts as a starting quarterback. Their week one game was against the Lions in a shootout where they won 38-35. They, you know, they got past the line. Yeah, but but putting were, up 38 points in week one is tough, but they to be were, honest. But they were up, they were up 38-5 <laughs> at, at one point in that game, and they just completely stopped in the second half. They beat up on the Lions. And knowing what we know about the Lions. Let's just see. Right? Yeah. That's That was a, a decent win because the Lions ended up being a pretty They've good They've only scored team. less than 20 points once. This season, and that was their 17-16 win over the Colts. So only one time did the Eagles get held under 20. Outside of that, 24, 29, 26, 35, 29. The offense is, is powerful. It is. And, and the Chiefs defense, it's good. It's not elite by any stretch. Their defensive front is good. Their back end, not Ooh, so good. It's going to be such a good matchup. We haven't talked about it. You know, we talked about the defensive lines on both teams, and we talked about uh, I mean, I guess we really haven't talked much about the Chiefs' offensive line, but we probably should right now talk about both because I think that's the main factor. How are they going to hold up each mm-hmm. one? I think Jalen Hurts' ability to run puts a little bit more pressure on the Chiefs' defense because obviously Mahomes is banged up, so they're kind of licking their chops in Philly, but the Chiefs, they're going to have their hands full. That offensive line, we haven't spoken about it, but that's a really good unit in Philly. I know. I, I, listen, I'm not a, a defensive coordinator by any stretch, right? And, and I... I watch the game just like everybody else. I analyze tape just like everybody else. I'm not an expert by any stretch. But when I look at scrambling quarterbacks as a whole, right, you have a defense with with skilled players on there, and I truly believe that there's a guy, whoever they choose it to be, to be the spy on Jalen Hurts, just to keep your eyes in the backfield at all times. Now, I say that, and I also bring up the fact that I always believe that quarterbacks who get, who get outside the pocket – are dangerous when they're when they're mobile quarterbacks. If you're outside the pocket, you become more dangerous. If the two defensive ends of the Chiefs can just contain him, create a bubble in which he has to kind of step up and make a play, I think it poses a problem for Jalen Hurts because that's what I've seen. Yeah, I've I mean, seen him make his biggest mistakes when he has to step up in the pocket and look down the field and somebody's right in his face because if he gets outside, he makes those big plays but, where there's but here's, green in here, front of these here's guys. Here's the issue there. With Philly being as good as they are running the football, go ahead. Right. Go ahead. Right. So you're gonna yes. take your DNs and you're gonna commit to that. Yeah. You're gonna exactly. Contain, so they're right up the, the gut. Right up. Yep, right yep. at that spot. I, and that's and that's and, a hard thing to do. And then you're dealing with a Pro Bowl All Pro tackle that's kind of saying, "Hey, okay, you want to do that?" And they're calling the plays. You get into second and distance or third and, and like that. Those things matter. Philly's never in third and long, right? Feels Very like rarely. It. So 
it's like pick your poison. They're a good running football team. They have a spread offense with arguably the best running attack in the NFL. Yeah. That's really dangerous. How do you want to play? You want to go, you want to do, you want to run the ball? You want a 17, 16 Colts? Deal. We'll do that. Do you want to shoot it out? Fine. We'll do that too. Because guess what? If you're going to drop back 55 times in a game, we are coming. And mm. that's what the Philly, that's what the Eagles have been doing all year. All right. Well, even I'm not an Eagles fan, guys. You've been I harping swear. on it. You've been banging on this desk all week. It's time to make the pick, the official pick for this show. Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl 57. Chris, who's winning the game? 34-27 Eagles. 34-27 And it's going to be, how about this, 33-27. 33-27. They will have a chance to win it late, but they're going to be getting controlled the whole game. That's how I think it's going to happen. I think they're going to be a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, and then all of a sudden Mahomes has the ball. Out of nowhere, down six with three minutes to go, and the Eagles just light them up. Who wins MVP? Hassan Reddick. Put some money on that. You might be a millionaire <laughs> if that's the case. I mean, if he, if he has a strip sack and, and the defense picks it up and goes the other way, yeah, we'll case. see. Uh, I, for one. Jalen Hurts, by the way. Jalen Hurts. It's, that's the four guy. Whoever wins the Super Bowl, their quarterback's going to win MVP. It's almost a foregone conclusion. I mean, just, we do this every year, me and my buddy Joe. Mm -hmm. we, um, whoever we think is going to win. We just take the quarterback and money line, and we parlay it. Makes sense. Yeah, I mean, why not? That totally makes sense. Um, all right. So as far as I'm concerned, um, I do have to bring up a tweet that I want to make sure or I No, no, no. What back. we do is we don't do that. Oh, okay. We, <laughs> what we do is we say, who do we think is going to win? Because you can't parlay the, that. Can't do that. Oh. So what we've been doing, when I was thinking, I'm like, no, that's not what we do, but we do something. What we do is we just bet the quarterback to win MVP on the team that we think is going to win. For example, a lot of times the money line, like the, the quarterback that's favored, you're going to bet the team. Chances are the quarterback's going to win, but they're favored to win, so it's like the odds aren't great. Mm. I'm like, oh, well, he's plus 300 to win MVP. If they win, he's going to win the MVP. Right. Just bet the quarterback. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, look, I, everybody knows I'm a, I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboy guy. Um, so for, for me to watch the Eagles do what they've done over the course of this entire season has been very, very disturbing. Um, but it, it's good football, man. I mean, you can't deny that. Um, you can't deny the fact that Jalen Hurts has played all world all year round. Uh, he's gotten banged up, which led me to believe that he was a little bit more hurt down the stretch. Would it affect his play down the stretch? It did on the stat sheet, but they kept winning football games, and that's the name of the game. That's my to me. You could give me all these stats on paper; none of this matters. You win a football game, that's where it counts. Um, the Especially Chiefs, in this one, yes, you, think, I, you think anybody cares about stats right now in this game? They just need to win the game. They would win this game six three if they chose they to. Yeah, Sirianni, if this is a must win. Oh my god! And all then right. the next question was like, "Oh, which of the Eagles players would you let date your daughter?" He's like, "She's five. My daughter's five. Yeah, <laughs> Super Bowl. I'm gonna go." Um, all week long, I've been talking about the Chiefs and the Eagles, obviously, with with all their all their firepower. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love everything he does. But I'm on the side of, of the game is won in the trenches. I think Mahomes is going to have a hard time. I really do. And the last time Mahomes had a hard time against a defense was the Bucs, and the Bucs took him down, and the Bucs won the Super Bowl. So, unfortunately, it's with my so not honor at all that I think – that the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, I, I don't like it. It doesn't feel good to say it. Um, but I think the Eagles are a powerhouse right now, and I think that they have uh, a lot left in the tank 
for this game because of the road it took them to get here. They didn't have to empty the clip. They got more in the chamber, and they're going to they're gonna give Mahomes a, a hard time. So give me the Eagles 30. No. Uh, yeah, you know what? Give me the Eagles 37. A lot of points. 37. Give me the Chiefs 28. 37-28, so a nine-point win for the Eagles. I think cover. Yeah, the cover happens. My MVP, obviously, I, I share it with you. You, you say Hassan Ryder. Jalen Hurts is going to be a Super Bowl MVP. And look, we're going to hear this as Cowboys fans for the rest of our lives. So get ready for it. Be mentally prepared for it. I'm telling you right now, I'm on record. I want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. I want them to blow the doors off the Eagles. But I just i am having a hard time seeing it. It's, it's a... It's disturbing, and it sucks. <laughs> the whole thing sucks. But football is over, and that's even the, the suckier part about this whole thing. Football is over. The offseason will be— I'm ready. Ready for what? The offseason? Ready for the NBA. Uh, yeah, the, of I'm course. Ready for, ready for Mojo's training, about to attack bro. the NBA. They already started with spring their liquid profits. like this week. Huh? Spring training is like right around yeah, the Spring training is going to start. Reporting. Very excited Very about soon. that. A lot of things coming up on the Mojo Market, so do yourself a favor right now and follow us on social media. There's a lot to dive into day in and day out. you got to do it. It's over on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter, at Mojo, M-O-J-O. That's how to find us. Join the Discord. If you got any questions, comments, concerns about your portfolio, about the app, that's how you get all your answers. Head on over to the Discord. They do a great job over there. And, of course, visit discord i mean discord visit mojo.com uh for all your information i do want to point out one tweet last night that was near and dear to my heart before we get out of here my tweet was at 10 49 p.m when it was announced dak prescott with all the exclamation points right walter payton man of the year i was excited cowboys nation was excited everybody was liking it cowboys nation was all over this except one man replied you ready for this reply chris the reply states, it was inspiring watching him give away all those footballs to opposing yeah. no, teams. No, I know, I know. I saw, I was going to make that joke earlier. But, but did I you see who Keith, tweeted it? Keith. Was it Keith? No, no, no. That was on Facebook. This is on Twitter. Oh. Twitter, where I have my biggest following. Micah Parsons. It was inspiring watching him give away all those footballs to opposing teams. From Suresh of Mojo. Solid. I hear you, bro. And now so, I raise you. Congratulations with Geno Smith winning the, uh, the comeback player of the year. He's a Seahawks guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Should have ran it. All right. Should have ran it. Could have won a Super Bowl. Huh? So anyway, enjoy the Super Bowl. I hope everybody gets their numbers drawn out. What do you got? Main question of Super Bowl week is. The Gatorade color. No, no, no. I do not care. Orange. I'm more concerned with who is going to be the starting shortstop for the New York Yankees come All-Star break. Isaiah Katafalefa. I don't think so. I hope not because he's not that good. They invited Anthony Volpe to spring training. I want him and Dominguez up. Dominguez just turned 20. He's mm -hmm. old enough That's now. why I said all-star break because I don't think it's going to be right away. That's how the Yankees roll. But Don't wait too long, Yanks. Volpe, man. Pull that trigger, it. boys. They didn't, they didn't make a shortstop move based on the, the oh, talent they, love they the have kid. at the They position, love the kid. So I can't wait to talk go. about he's him. He's 21. It's time. You want to invest? Invest in Anthony Volpe. All right. So for Dave Sturgio, Chris Gucci, A5 Behind the Glass, this has been our Super Bowl preview episode of the Mojo Market Report. We will put a bow on the NFL season on Monday. We'll talk about the game, the top movers, who won their Super Bowl bonuses, who won the MVP, who won the prop bets, who won everything there is to win, a lot of money to win this week. Go win that money. Do it responsibly. We'll see you guys back here on Monday. Football! Football!